This is the bonus Friday, October 1st edition. Can you believe it? It's already October of the Daily Wager podcast. We've got everything you need to know in 10 minutes. Okay, maybe we'll go a little longer. With all the prop bets, we like heading into the NFL betting weekend. Welcome to the Daily Wager podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. I'm Anita Marks. Mike Clay is always with you here every Friday. So last week, Mike, we went 16 and 14. Not bad, still winning, right? Um, if Shepard wouldn't have gotten injured, okay. If Nagy would have designed a better offense for Justin Fields, okay. But on the season, we are 36 and 25. So we're still winning money for people who subscribe to this podcast, right? Yes, ma'am. We're doing uh, doing pretty well here. Um, you know, I might, my weekly column that comes out Saturday as well with my full rundown, we don't get to them all in the pot, obviously, but, uh, we're up, we're up a couple bucks in that one, 18 and 16 up $110. If you put a hundred bucks on every, uh, bet in that column. So slight, uh, you know, slight profit so far, but we're just going to get better as the year goes on here. Well, let's do it. Let's get better right now. And let's talk about that saints and giants game. Boy, uh, I'm just, you know me, I, I'm I'm a stone's throw from the Giants facility. I used to work for the Giants. I'm so worried about this game. I, I think, I don't know, hopefully Danny Dimes comes back alive. But more importantly, the prop bet that I like, Taysom Hill, over one and a half receiving yards. Are you kidding me? Over one and a half receiving yards at minus 120. Uh, listen, Jameis Winston, he's only he's only tossing the rock 20 times a game. Um and, you know, slowly but surely, we're seeing Taysom Hill getting more in, involved in the offense. So um, I, I, I just I, I think this number is so ridiculously low. How can you not play it? Who, what, what's, what's, what's your prop that you like in this game, Mike? Yeah, so uh, first of all, the Hill one's interesting, right? He, uh, he's, he hasn't been targeted this season. So that would be uh, the first one of the year. He has run some routes, though, so maybe he'll get back on, uh, on track this week. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I like one that I was surprised to see, Anita. Uh, anytime I see Jameis Winston plus money on to throw uh, an interception, uh, yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that. To, have we forgotten about the 2019 season when he threw 30 interceptions? You know, he has 90 and 75 games played uh, during his six seasons as a starter in this league. And uh, look, he's avoided the interception bug in two of three games so far. He did throw two against Carolina in week two, but uh, you know, you, you just talked about the giants. I mean, they still have a pretty good defense. Maybe they've underachieved a little bit, but you know, a pair of good perimeter corners, a good defense overall. So yeah, I'll take plus plus one twenty on Winston to throw an interception for sure. All right. Carolina at Dallas, uh, DJ Moore, love the connection between him and Sam Darnold over five and a half receptions. Juice is a little high at minus minus one fifty, but I'll lay it. And here's a sneaky good play for you. How about Royce Freeman for a touchdown? You know, with McCaffrey, with, with Christian McCaffrey out, um, you know, uh, do you really want to have a rookie carrying the rock, especially in the red zone against the Dallas Cowboys? I don't think so. I think I think that Matt Rule gives it to the veteran running back uh, Freeman when they're in the red zone. So I think this is a sneaky good play. That, uh, that he'll score a touchdown this week against Dallas. Yeah, uh, interesting for sure, and, and he'll be involved. Uh, it's not just going to be Chuba Hubbard playing, playing 100% of the snaps, most likely. Um, I like one from this game, too. I'm going to go Sam Darnold over 36.5 pass attempts. Uh, look, the Panthers are 3-0, and either they're the only team that has yet to trail on the scoreboard this season, and yet he's averaging 35.7 pass attempts per game. He is 34-plus 
in all three games. That's very close to the line we're looking at here. So, you know, they're calling a game script adjusted pass heavy offense this year. They're sixth in offensive snaps per game. That's a lot of volume. That's obviously going to help out the pass attempt total. And they're facing the Cowboys, who run one of the fastest offenses in the NFL, which means quicker scores or quicker turnovers or quicker punts. And that leads to more offensive plays for the other offense as well. So uh, the Panthers, of course, are road underdogs this week playing at Dallas. And uh, also they're, you know, to, to your point, I mean, they're missing Christian McCaffrey. So you would expect them to lean a little bit more on the passing game. So Darnold over 36 and a half seems like a good one for me. I'm actually projecting 41. So a pretty decent gap there. Bills against the Houston Texans. The spreads oh. a lot. Um, I, I do like the Bills team total over. And I also, um, in regard to the prop bets, and of course, that's what we're talking about here. Josh Allen over two and a half touchdown passes at plus 130. Listen, the last two weeks, this is a team that's put up over 70 points. I want to say 74 to be exact. You know, finally, their offense is like a well-oiled machine right now. Um, also, love the way that Emmanuel Sanders is now worked in um, to that, that wide receiver core that they're playing. And uh, so I liked longest reception for him over 19 and a half yards at minus 125. He's the wide receiver. He's coming. He's taken over the, uh, the 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 Brown, John Brown role from last season. And he's the wide receiver that's stretching the field for them. So I love over 19 and a half yards for his longest reception. What do you like in this matchup? Yeah, I'm going to go with the other quarterback here. You have a Josh Allen over. I'm going to go with David uh, Davis Mills. Yes, to throwing an interception. Now you're going to get pretty awful juice on this one. So it's not going to pay a uh, a lot, but I mean, what are the odds that he goes into Buffalo? The, I mean, they're playing the best pass defense in the NFL so far this season. So this is a, a third round rookie. You're telling me he's going to go into Buffalo against this team and not throw an interception. I mean, I think the odds of that are pretty low. You know, when he stepped in for Tyrod Taylor a couple weeks ago, he did get picked off. He managed to avoid one last week, but he only attempted 28 passes in this, in that game. But again, they are heavy underdogs. We expect them to be trailing, playing catch up. And in that scenario, it just, you know, it makes sense that he's going to make some mistakes and also keep in mind that his top target, I mean, the guy that he has been force feeding the ball to is Brandon Cooks and Brandon Cooks is a pretty good bet to draw a Tredavious white shadow covered. So if he tries to keep forcing it to Cooks, there's an uptick in the opportunity for an interception there. And if he tries to throw to his other targets who, uh, you know, it's kind of rough right now in terms of depth, those also could lead to, to mistakes and turnovers. So again, with them, it's about a two touchdown underdog. I'm leaning yes on the Mills pick here. All right. That Washington football team going up against the Atlanta Falcons, one of the worst defenses in the NFL. I love Heineke over one and a half touchdown passes, as well as over 261 and a half passing yards. He should have a field day against that Falcon secondary. I do believe he's going to look Terry McLaurin's way often. So I like Terry McLaurin over six and a half receptions and also McKissick over 30 and a half rushing and receiving yards. You can get that at minus 110. And, you know, for a lot of people out that went out there like me, Mike, and, and drafted, and you know, Antonio Gibson on my fantasy roster, um, you know, not getting the usage and the targets I was expecting him to get out of that backfield because McKissick is. So this, this might be my favorite prop bet this week. Hmm. Yeah, uh, really interesting. Uh, I, you're, wait, you're going, yeah, you're going over. Okay, I'm, I'm with you though. I am with you. Uh, McKissick is on pace for about half the catches he had last year. So we are seeing more Antonio Gibson. It's just, we, we want more of a, a pass catching ceiling. So we'll see how that plays out. But um, I'm with you with McKissick here. The number, the lines are too low, right? Over nine and a half rushing yards 
uh, you can get. Love that. And over 29 and a half uh, scrimmage yards. You know, it looks like you, your line is 30 and a half, but it depends where you're shopping, right? So, well, I'll, hey, listen, I'll take Mike, I'll take your line. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> last, last time I looked, it was 30 and a half. If it's dropped to 29 and a half, then all the power to yeah, us. No, I mean, I, I think you're right. I think, I think DraftKings is 29 and a half, but nonetheless, you, there's a, there's a couple uh, uh, different lines. They're all very close on, on McKissick. So uh, if you can get him, go for it. I mean, look, he's only carried the ball eight times this season, but he's reached 10 rushing yards in two of the three games. And the exception was eight. He only, he only, he only played 17 snaps in week one. That was his fewest since week 17 of the 2019 season. And he still almost hit that line. So love the rushing yards. And then he's cleared 29 scrimmage yards in back-to-back games. He did zone 14 of 17 games last year. So your only concern here, Anita, is that they're a road favorite. So if they get a comfortable lead in this game, that could mean a lot of Antonio Gibson. And we might not see a lot of McKissick like week one. That's the only concern, but I think we probably agree. It should be a competitive game. And that means situations where they have to score. And in those scenarios, you're going to see some McKissick involved. So like both overs here. So <laughs> Mike, and just for our listeners. So, so Mike has a good time with me because I'm, I, I'm constantly playing the overs and I know, in years past, they, you know, the unders hit more than the overs, but we've got an interesting stat out right now. And, and Mike, you turned me on to this. All the props at Caesars this season, the over has hit on 720 and the under has hit on 752, almost a wash. So, um, so interesting. So you, you challenged me this week to pick some unders. Now, before we get to that, there are still some overs. I just want to tee up for our listeners that I really like. I'm going to run through them. The uh, Arizona Rams game, I like Robert Woods over four and a half rushing yards. Uh, the Bucks patriots game, they're going to have to run the football in order to beat the Patriots. So I like um, LeGarrette Blunt um, over 10, I'm sorry, <laughs> Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette over 10 and a half carries. Seattle and San Francisco, it has been the Debo Samuel show over two and a half rushing yards. And the Browns and the Vikings, I think this is going to be a barn burner. Baker Mayfield over 250 and a half passing yards. He's going to hook up with Odell over four and a half receptions, which I think is really low. The juice is there though, minus 145 and over 65 and a half receiving yards. So, um, so those, that, that kind of rounds out my overs. And again, Mike challenged me to play some unders this week. (laughs) So let's kick off the unders that I like heading into week four, the Colts and the Miami Dolphins. Um, I like Jonathan Taylor under one and a half receptions. He just has not been, um, you know, Uber utilized in, in the passing attack. So I'm going under one and a half receptions. What's your play here? Interesting. I'm so I'm expecting more involvement in the passing game. That's how I have a projected out based on his, uh, usage both last season and really earlier this year. Um, you know, he has been, to your point, I mean, I, this this is really your defense. He's only been targeted once each of the past two games. But at the same time, he was targeted seven times in week one. He's run 42 routes this season. Marlon Mack is not a factor anymore. So I'll, I'll be surprised if he doesn't get back up to the three, four, maybe five target range. And in that case, he's, he's going to crush that number. But, you know, based on the last two weeks, and you only need him to get zero or one catches. I mean, if he's targeted once or twice, you're probably going to hit this one. So that's pretty decent juice you can get on that one. What What are your plays in this Colts Miami game? Uh, let's see, Colts and Miami. I have uh, I have a couple here. Yeah, I'm, I have one on each side. Jacoby Brissett 
over 29, 29 and a half pass attempts. Look, he's thrown 40 and 49 passes so far in his two games. And one of them, he actually entered the game after a few snaps for Tua Tonga Viola when he went out with the injury. Um, I know that they've been trailing, um, at least in the first game, they were, they were behind almost the whole game. Uh, but still he hit 40 in regulation in a competitive game last week with the Raiders. Uh, you know, the, the Colts are calling a pass first offense so far this season. And, you know, now they, they of course face off with the Miami dolphins, which we suspect will be a, a pretty close game. So 29 and a half too low. I know, you know, during his, uh, you know, th- during his time with the the Colts, he, he may have, you know, fallen, fallen short of this line pretty consistently just because he was the, he ran more and it was a more run friendly offense. But now in, in Miami, I think he'll, uh, he'll throw plenty. We've seen that so far the first couple of weeks. Um, the other one, and Anita, this one really popped out to me, you know, over three and a half catches for Jalen Waddle. I mean, he had 12 catches last week on 13 targets. So I could not believe this was the number for Jalen Waddle. I know that was a big spike from what we saw his first two games, but he was over three and a half catches in week one and week two as well. So, uh, you know, this just seems way too low. He's playing over 80% of the snaps. He's handling a pretty big target share, almost a quarter of the targets. And he sees a lot of his, his work in the short area. He's one of the lowest average depth of targets in the NFL. And what does that mean? It means they're high percentage throws. He's cut 85% of his targets. So all we need is maybe five targets, maybe six in the short area. And he should be able to clear this mark. So I like that one a lot. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to run through a, a few of my other unders because I, I do want to get into the Mac Jones, Tom Brady for us before we end the, the podcast, but maybe one of these unders really stand out to you. Um, Lions, Bears, uh, Montgomery under two and a half receptions. Again, another running back that has not been utilized a lot in the passing game. Uh, Devin Singletary under 11 and a half receiving yards against Houston. Uh, Zach Moss obviously has taken over the lead in that backfield for the Bills. Mike Davis under two and a half receptions against Washington. It is the quarter of Patterson show in that backfield uh, for Atlanta. Miles Sanders under two and a half receptions against Kansas City. Again, another running back not utilizing the passing game. And last but not least, the Baltimore Ravens, uh, Marquise Brown under four and a half receptions. Dude can't catch the ball anyway. I don't see why they even throw him the ball. They shouldn't under four and a half receptions. Any of those unders stand out <laughs> to you that you like, Mike? Anita, you're going to love this. Okay, so I'm looking at my projections uh, as you're reading these off. I am on the opposite side of every single one of your unders. Stop it. (laughs) You challenged me this week to find unders, and now you're telling me you're on the opposite side of all of them. All of them. All of them. Unbelievable. Oh, boy. You know what? You know what? Monday's going to be fun, boom. Yeah. Monday's going to be fun. We'll we'll see. Yeah, we, we definitely have to check the scoreboard on these for sure. We'll see who's sending who a bottle of wine. (laughs) All right, let's end the show on the big game, and that's the Patriots, and they're hosting Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Um, Listen, I'm all over Mac Jones here. Listen, first touchdown, Mac Jones, plus 175. More passing touchdowns, Mac Jones at plus 110. He already starts one up on Brady. That's part of the wager. More passing yards, Mac Jones already starts over 55 and a half yards on Tom Brady before the ball is even snapped. And that's at minus 110. You know why? Mac Jones, he's averaging 250 yards a game. You've got a Pats defense. They're good against the pass. Quarterbacks are not, they're averaging 200 yards a game. 
Bucks are allowing 70% completion percentage. They've allowed nine passing touchdowns. The matchup, I'm not saying that Mac Jones is the better quarterback than Tom Brady. Far from it. But what I am saying is that the matchup, uh, the Bucks secondary has been very bad this season, where the Patriots secondary has been very good. So that's how I'm playing this. How are you playing this game in regard to props, Mike? Yeah, so I think ours aligned pretty well, other than maybe uh, the passing touchdown one, because I'm over on uh, interceptions. So we, we need one interception to hit at minus 145. So that's not not terrible juice for an interception prop here in, in this circumstance. Over 37 and a half pass attempts and under one and a half passing touchdowns. So, um, you know, I, we had a, we had two, or at least I had two Mac Jones props last week. They both hit. So we're going to go for three this week. Uh, the under one and a half passing touchdowns hit last week again. And a part of that one is really just, you know, goal line play calling their expected passing touchdown total is 2.8. That's seventh lowest in the league. What does that mean? It means as the goal line approaches when they're, when they even get to the goal line, they're running the football. They don't really throw it in that area. Uh, so that one bothers me for sure. So I'm going to lean on the under, uh, the interceptions, you know, part of this is, is volume, you know, he's going to throw a lot of passes as I'll get to in a second. And you would expect him to be trailing in this game. Obviously the bucks are uh road favorites here by about a touchdown. So that's going to put him in situations where he can turn the football over. And then probably the best one, maybe the best play of the week here is the over 37 and a half pass attempts. I mean, look at what he's done so far. He's attempted at least 30 uh, passes in all three games, and he's hit this line in two of those three games. And now, again, New England's a home underdog. That's good. That means a pass-friendly game script. And teams don't throw, or teams don't run, excuse me, against the Buccaneers because they have a dominant run defense. They faced 144 pass attempts already this season. Uh, that is most in the NFL. They faced 38-plus in all three games. And also... Jones doesn't scramble at all. He just doesn't run the ball. So uh, if you're not scrambling, you're throwing the ball somewhere. And that's yet another pass attempt. So I love this one last week. Uh, I like it again this week, especially in these circumstances. He is Mike Clay. I'm Anita Marks. I know we went way long, but it's a special week, right? I mean, it's Tom Brady getting hit, going back to Foxborough and trying to beat his old team the New England Patriots. Uh, that's it for today. Uh, again, please do us a favor and don't forget to rate, review, and follow. If you're enjoying the show, it helps us out tremendously. And of course, we'll talk to you guys next week. Good luck in week four.